You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Sadiq. I'm here with Joe. Just kidding. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. You, you guys thought I was going to switch it up on you. <laughs> I'm waking everybody up on this Tuesday like, who? Zach's here. Faraz is here. We're going to go over week nine waiver wire pickups. Um, we have a bunch of pickups for you this week. Not a crazy pickup week, but this is the kind of the week where you, you know, how many teams we have on buy? Six teams on buy this week. Browns, yeah. Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, 49ers. So that's a lot of players. So we're going to have to, like, get a little creative this week. You know, put some guys in a lineup that we never thought of starting before. And uh, that's how we're going to kind of deal with it. You know, hopefully you have a few players that, you know, on your bench that you can kind of, you know, plug in this week while your stars are on buy. You know, the Christian McCaffrey's and the Saquons and Nick Chubb and Tony Pollard. You know, I consider him a star now. <laughs> yeah, you know suddenly. what I'm saying? Uh, no pun intended there. Uh, you know, so we're, we're going to go over all that. And um, hopefully we can get you guys closer to a week nine win. All right. So let's get it popping. Just a couple pieces of quick news before we get into the waiver wire. Cooper Cup is expected to play, according to Jordan uh, Rodriguez of The Athletic, uh, in week nine. So that's good news. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to suit up. If he doesn't go, I would like I would assume that Al Robinson would get more targets. That would be, yeah. that would be my assumption. I, I don't know if that's a big assumption or not, but you know I think he could be played as a wide receiver three. I think he can. I, I think that's one hundred percent fair. And he's actually been coming on a little bit better these past two weeks that he's played. Obviously he had the buy in week seven, so it hasn't been the t- past two weeks overall. But in the past two games that he's played, you know, he's been serviceable for fantasy, which is not what he was before. I think that, you know, he's starting to kind of mesh into this offense a little bit more than he was at the beginning of the season. If Cooper Cup would miss time, I feel like he might actually be a decent receiver. Um, I, I'm not sure how many people have him. A lot of people dropped him, you know, but he's had two solid weeks now to, you know, put us to shame. We said that it was time to drop Allen Robinson. Um, a lot of people said that, you know, it looked like things weren't going to go well for him. And he's actually turned in two respectable performances in a row and against decent defenses. You know, the Niners aren't any, any joke and the Panthers weren't either. Uh, they got the Bucks coming up this week. I think that um, if Cooper Cup misses time, Allen Robinson, he might be in line for a pretty decent day. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a touchdown. I wouldn't be either. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he's going to be out for a few weeks. So we have Devin DuVernay on here as as one of our waiver wire pickups. Uh, any interest in Demarcus Robinson, or are we only really worried about Devin Duvernay here? I'm not too worried about Demarcus Robinson right now. He's he's he catches a few like nice intermediate passes a game, but it's not really enough to be fantasy relevant. The target share isn't really there. Um, we saw what he did with Rashad Bateman out before. It wasn't anything that was you know jumping off the page. We weren't. He wasn't like a screaming waiver wire ad, and he didn't increase his value very much. I don't think it's going to be any different this time around. It's too bad that Rashad Bateman is down again. Um, you know, we would like to see a little bit more consistency from him, non-injury from him. But, you know, it happens as part of the game. 
I think that if you're going to target anybody, it's Devin Duvernay. Because throughout the whole season, even though, you know, the targets have come and gone, it seems like Devin Duvernay is a nice, consistent target for Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson uh, throws to him the most, I think, of any of the other receivers outside of Rashad Bateman. Mark Andrews' shoulder injury isn't considered serious, but you never know. Uh, Isaiah likely is on our waiver wire list today as well. So he should be picked up. You know, if, you know, last week no one started Isaiah likely because Mark Andrews was active. Yeah. Right. And if he wasn't active, then you would have got a ton of fantasy points because he killed it. Every time he gets opportunity, he does his thing. And, you know, he is going to get some more opportunity. You know, even if Mark Andrews doesn't miss, maybe they end up using him a little bit more. Maybe they run some more t- two tight end sets, uh, you know, with with given the fact that Rashad Bateman's going to be out for a little bit. Right. Like, what are they yeah. going to do? They have to l- help Lamar, you know, in some way, because without Bateman, Lamar Jackson's numbers did go down and this offense struggled a little bit, you know, yeah. uh, because they were able to like kind of key in on Mark Andrews, even though Mark Andrews was kind of able to do his thing for the most part, regardless. Um, but yeah, I think Isaiah likely should be picked up. Um, even if we know, you know, you know, once like, like, let's say Mark Andrews gets a full practice, like on Thursday, I might hold on to him just to see how, how they deploy him. You know, if I, if I had the roster space. Yeah. With, with Isaiah likely, you know, I, I call him like the one tight end handcuff in the league. You know, because it's not really often, you know, a tight end goes down. The guy that's replacing him has um, you know, t- the type of upside that Isaiah Likely has. That's the case. Isaiah Likely is really just a wide receiver in a tight end's frame. Um, he's a very good pass catcher. He's very athletic, and especially after the catch. And I think you hit on that in the rookie kit, you know, coming out. That was one of the things that jumped out to you was the athleticism that he had. Um, with Mark Andrews, you know, being banged up a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised. And Rashad Bateman being banged up. I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah likely got a few more looks in the passing game if he was on the field more running some routes. Because at this point, who else are you going to throw to outside of Mark Andrews? We know we just said about Devin Duvernay. He's not so much a talent as he is just, you know, a receiver to throw to. Um, you got to throw to somebody and he's on the field. He's your de facto wide receiver one right now. I mean, I mean, Demarcus Robinson, I, I haven't been very encouraged by the way he plays. We just talked about that a little bit. But um, I think if anybody's going to, you know, kind of break out from this Rashad Bateman injury, I, I would probably say it's going to be Isaiah Likely if they use him more in, like you said, the two tight end sets. I would say so. All right, let's go get right into our waiver wire pickups. At number one, we have Rondell Moore. Yeah. Rondell Moore has been on this waiver wire pickup Every list for week. a while now. Uh, and I think now people are, people are like, all right, fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Fine. I'll pick him up. Now I, that I he had about a good that week. time. Yeah. Now that he had a good week, you know, listen, like Rondell Moore, you know, all he needed was some more snaps in the slot, you know, especially with DeAndre Hopkins back now, you know, it's he's at the point where like he's going to continue to get targets out of the slot with 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 DeAndre Hopkins playing on that left side. Uh, so now that he was on that left side and he was able to, I mean, now that Hopkins came back and he played primarily on the perimeter. Rondell Moore didn't have to. By the way, Adrian Green like kind of got his job back <laughs> for some reason. I guess, yeah. you know, Robbie Anderson didn't play much at all in this game. No. Uh, AJ Green was 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 the guy um, on that right side. So Rondell Moore ended up with a 20% target share this week, uh, and Hopkins had a 32% target share. So this is more of what we should expect, you know? So like eight targets and two carries for Rondell Moore this past week is exactly what you want to see. In full PPR leagues, he's going to do his thing. You saw him break away for a big play last week, you know, yep. in, in broken coverage. Uh, he also was breaking tackles as well on other plays too so, so for some decent gains. So that's the reason why he's been on this waiver wire pickup list for a while is because of that, okay? Yeah. And um, he, he's going to continue to do his thing. So he should probably be uh, rostered at this point. And I'm hoping that after this week, 
he's over like 65% yeah. <laughs> rostered in, in most leagues. That's what I would say. Right now on Sleeper, he's only 51% rostered, and that's down 17% apparently from, I guess it's this time last week or whatever it was. But it's, it says his yeah, ownership is down. Yeah, because on Thursday night, yeah. uh, on th- remember on Thursday night, like he didn't put up a big game at all. He only had a couple points. He had that one big catch, and that was it. Right, that was at the beginning of the game, and we talked about that, that he just disappeared. He had that big game. It looked like he was going to go off, and then he didn't. But it also probably has to do with DeAndre Hopkins coming back. But it looks like he's going to be able to produce regardless of whether who, who who is lining up opposite of him on the other side of the field. Like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's obviously a very good receiver, and he's, you know, come back and got some massive target share in these two games that he's played. But, you know, it can't all go to DeAndre Hopkins. Rondo Moore, we kind of had him pink picked out as the guy you know be getting those targets to complement the DeAndre Hopkins and the Marquise Brown Rondell Moore right now he's benefiting a lot from Marquise Brown being out I think once DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown are out on the field together you know hopefully that happens soon we might see Rondell Moore slip a little bit but right now you know he's the wide receiver too and he's proven to be dynamic and when they use him how they're supposed to in the slot like they did last week he said he was about 50 percent of his routes were in the slot you know he looks a lot better than he does you know running on the outside like he did two weeks ago on Thursday night yeah, exactly. And he was primarily on the outside for some reason uh, two weeks ago. So I wouldn't yeah. worry about that too much moving forward. The good thing is, too, that, yeah, okay, sure, like it's only 50% of his routes in the slot. You want it to be more. But the good thing is that at least he's not leaving the field. So w- when mm-hmm. they did go to two wide receiver sets, he moved to the outside rather than coming off the field. So I guess that's better than, you know, not doing that. So, like, yeah. I think for most weeks when Robbie Anderson starts getting, you know, more involved, I think they're going to start running more three and four wide receiver sets and not two wide receiver sets, which they did a little bit of last week, a little bit more than they, they, they normally do. So at some point, I expect more to run most of his routes uh, out of the slot. In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything. And that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Okay, moving on. Gus Edwards is dealing with a, a slight hamstring strain, according to John Harbaugh. So Kenyon Drake, I have him here at number two. The reason why I have him here at number two is because he's probably the only uh, running back that you can pick up off of where he was and probably start and have it and let have him have a decent day. Right. Yeah. Um, so Kenyon Drake, you can pick him up. Just starting with, you know, fairly good confidence. I I would imagine that Justice Hill is going to be pretty involved, even though we don't want him to be. Yeah. That's just how these Ravens operate. Uh, but I would pick him up, um, and I think he would be a solid play this week as a, you know, I would say like a low-end RB2, borderline RB2, if that. Yeah, I'd say borderline RB2 is where I'd have Kenyon Drake. You know, I, I don't... I'm not a big fan of Kenyon Drake as a player. You know, he, he's, he's, a, he's pretty talented, but you know, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, he's on or he's off. And there's no in-between. So you're either getting a, a good day from him or nothing from him. Um, I think in this Ravens backfield, you can count on a running back to rush for a touchdown. You know, that's just the way this offense works. They're a run-first offense. And whoever is taking the bulk of the carries is going to be relatively fantasy relevant. We've seen that. J.K. Dobbins, you know, had that two-touchdown day. And then Kenyon Drake had a good day. And then Gus Edwards had a good day. It says whoever has, you know, the keys to the what's called backfield, you know, for the majority of the snaps is going to produce well. It, it's looking like it's going to be Kenyon Drake if Gus Edwards doesn't play. I wouldn't um, count too much on Justice Hill, you know, taking too much work from Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake will have enough work that he'll be at least fantasy relevant and viable for you this week, especially with a couple of RBs out on by. So I think that Kenyon Drake 
borderline RB2 right now. Um, I, I don't see his ceiling being much higher than that. His floor is relatively low, but in a pinch, he, he can get it done for you. Yeah, during the bye weeks, he would be a blessing to grab him if you need a running back. Yeah. Kyron Williams at number three here. This is not a short-term guy. This is not somebody that I'll be plugging in my lineup this week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he co- does come back, I would assume that he's going to be a big part of this backfield. We saw what this backfield looked like last week in the, on the Rams. Like, there is no clear gl- guy, unfortunately. Okay, if you had Daryl Henderson, you were like, all right, well, we have Cam Akers out the way. Daryl Henderson, RB1 season. <laughs> RB1 season, but no. No. Ronnie only 41, Rivers. <laughs> only 41% of the snaps for Daryl Henderson. He was out touched by Ronnie Rivers or out opportunity opportunityed by Ronnie Rivers. Ronnie Rivers had 12 opportunities in this game, eight carries, four targets, and Henderson only had six total opportunities. Malcolm Brown was the one who was getting the goal line carries and goal line snaps. So not great. Okay. So when no. Kyron Williams comes off of IR, uh, by the way, he was um activated off of ir right so that means that he's in his 21 day practice window right now and the ravens can activate him and at any point over the next week or two okay so he's somebody that i want to stash right now because when he does come back it's very possible that he's plugged right in as maybe the best running back in this backfield that is his ceiling. yeah yeah a couple of weeks ago we would have said that there's no way there's room for a kyron williams in this backfield you know a couple of weeks ago cam Akers wasn't on the trade block and he wasn't disgruntled Daryl Henderson was doing his thing. He was actually taking work from Cam Akers that we thought Cam Akers should be getting. Now this backfield is completely wide open. There's no clear RB1 in this backfield, even though I think Daryl Henderson has the talent to be that. You know, it doesn't seem like the Rams are content with giving him that. Why is Malcolm Brown getting goal line carries? We don't know. But there's no fancy um, relevant workload here for any type of running back that you can trust week to week. If someone's going to step in like Kyron Williams, a guy that we've seen is pretty talented, he's going to come in and have a shot you know garner some touches i think that we should put our chips in on him than the guys that have had the ball so far they haven't done much daryl henderson he's been really quiet malcolm brown he came out of nowhere i don't think that's going to continue and ronnie rivers you know it, it was cool he has a cool name but that's about all he has going for him i wouldn't cons- i wouldn't um count on him holding down the fort in this rams backfield i i think kyron williams will give you your best chance if you're going to target anybody in this backfield to get you some fantasy points we have Rashad white here at number four way 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 under rostered like 30% rostered on some platforms. Are you guys kidding me? Once again, have we learned nothing? (laughs) Have you learned nothing? I I, I would assume most of the listeners here and everyone in this community is probably rostered Rashad White. So maybe I'm preaching to the choir. It's very possible. Like like everyone who's listening to this, like, guys, I have them rostered. I promise. (laughs) Send us your screenshots. We need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, you know, he's also a long-term hold, right? He's not somebody that I'm picking up to start. Um, you can start him if you're like really desperate. There's nobody backs in the wire. You're like, all right, well, let's hope. You know, this is the Tampa Bay, you know, offense where Tom Brady likes to check it down to his running back. So, you know what? Let me, he did have more receptions than uh, Leonard Fournette this, this past week. So he's like, you know what? Let me throw him out there. Maybe he gets a couple of catches and gives me like, you know, seven, eight points in a PPR league, yeah. right? Like just to give me a little, couple of points. But um, this is really a pickup where he's one of the best stashes in a league winning pickup, uh, you know, a league winning player if Leonard Fournette were to go down. Um, he's been looking good. So there is a chance that, you know, the, the distribution of of snaps and touches kind of gets a little bit closer. It is possible because this offense needs a spark uh, yeah. right now. Like they're not looking amazing. So Rashad White could be that guy. He's just somebody that you know, ticking time bomb type of player that you should you should have in your bench. Period. 
Yeah. No, no question about that. It looks like on sleeper, he's up to 47% roster. So it's moving just a little bit. We're influencing it just a little bit. But with Rashad White, like you said, he's a ticking time bomb. If anything would happen, Leonard Fournette. And I don't even know. Maybe in these next couple of weeks, if the Bucs continue to struggle, you know, like you said, the Buccaneers offense needs a spark. Change can often bring that about. And that would be Rashad White, you know, kind of stepping in and being more involved in this offense. If there's one guy that they're underutilizing right now that could cont- contribute, even with Leonard Fournette in the backfield, I think it's Rashad White. Um, if they can get him involved in the passing game in these next few weeks as it gets down to crunch time. Right now, it's really crunch time for the Bucs because they're 3-5. and five. Is that right? They're 3-4. and four. And they need to do some winning. They need to do some producing on offense, which they haven't been able to do in these past few weeks. Um, if Rashad White would happen to get some more touches, you know, you'll be kicking yourself if you don't have him on your team right now. Yes, sir. That's right. 